So, welcome to the podcast today. Welcome to the Chaos Cast. We're glad to have you here. We hope you enjoy today's topics. Um, we're covering a, ri- a wide range of different uh, news topics, but we're going to cover some specific stuff to educate you a little better about just the crap that's going on around you in the world and how to be better prepared for it. And uh, we hope you enjoy this ne- this new installment of the Chaos Cast. So we want you to get ready with us at ReadyWise. You can go to our website through our bio links that we have, and you can follow the ReadyWise link itself. We have the link on bo- in both places. And you can use code E29TEN to save 10% on your purchase and helping yourself start your own journey in your own food security. You got wonderful meals, they got survival buckets, they have adventure meal series that you can take on hikes or camping trips. Um, and you can use them during power outages or put them in a go bag. We also have Blackbeard Firestorms. You can use code EDGE, all caps, and go make a purchase, and you'll help us here at the Chaos Cast to keep this thing rolling and bringing you great articles and, and wonderful, chaotic entertainment. Yeah, but go check them out. They got some of the best fire starters I've ever used. I love this stuff, and we got the link in our description bio, whatever you want to call it. And also, go check out Phoenix Light, one of our uh, big-time sponsors. Yes, they have sent us some great lights. We bought great lights from them. We highly suggest their lights. They're some of the best tactical lights you're going to find on the market. And I actually have an American flag Korea-coated flashlight. I mean, I love it. It's it's like a custom kind of deal. And... They're the only ones I've seen that's doing this. So they even have a don't tread on me. So go check it out. And also, uh, go join our email subscription list on the Chaos Cast uh, website, h29cast.com. Yeah, you're going to get exclusive deals. You're going to get newsletters. You're going to get blog notifications. You're going to get notifications of new merch to the store. You're just going to get it all. You're going to know what we're doing everywhere. And, and we're going to be bringing you chaos news and all kinds of tips and information on survival, prepping, homesteading, you know, any type of self-reliance kind of content. So go check it out. And then while you're there, go buy one of our wonderful Scotch Eye augers that so many people love and have, have wanted to know where to get. Well, we got it on the side for 15 bucks. As well as, you can go to our merch store and get the Happy Gun shirt. In a world full of gun negativity, we are going to help you spread gun positivity with that diminutively happy gun on your very own t-shirt. Yeah, they're $23.98, and that includes your shipping, folks, so go get you one. They're only on the Edge 29 Chaos merch store. So go check it out. We hope you enjoy what you're seeing here. And uh, we hope you share this out and tell your friends about us. Yeah, you're going to enjoy the Chaos Cast. Y'all have a good one. So let's talk about smart cities or other ways they're known are the 15-minute cities. Um... There are a lot of uh, schematics for these. The 
Uh, World Economic Forum has an especially nice one that I'm going to post on most of my social media. Um, But yeah, the plan is right now they're trying to implement this in Oxford. And uh, I think Katie Hobbs done this big video on it. Now, I'm not saying anything she says is true or isn't true. Now, there's fact checkers on both sides. But basically, there there's the fear this is a climate lockdown. and the, But the other side's fear is that we need to do this for environmental change to meet carbon emission regulations that the WEF and the UN are trying to push around the world. Whatever you believe about that, they want everything to be within a 15-minute walk or bike ride and they're, they're basically wanting to scale the cities now if you they're they're going to heavily incentivize living close and if you travel outside this certain area that's kind of designated as your zone well then you know you're going to have to pay certain fees and taxes and this is to kind of offset the costs of carbon emissions so this is the vision for the future now there's also some some major new developments of smart cities. Now we've talked about these in the past where you'll own nothing, you'll rent everything, and you'll still be happy. And they're wanting to take away this issue of having to keep up property. So you're just renting it and somebody else just keeps it up. That's that's their idea. That's They're trying to make it more convenient, more accessible, more environmental friendly and they're trying to do all this to to help as many as they can now me when i'm looking at the government trying to plan things i just don't trust it because i've i've seen how government's trying to handle universal health care works out how government's trying to handle welfare helps out it just doesn't work they're not good at doing it you can argue all you want you don't like it i understand but we always see the haves and haves nots and those become even more prevalent in these types of sites. So yeah, after seeing the holiday more, I didn't see it, but reading about what the aftermath and what happened during, yeah, these things can go terribly sideways because they're all scaled to last minute. I mean, we've seen it during COVID. I mean, that was a smart shipping, smart supply chain. And we started seeing the supply chain get all screwed up because it's all run on a razor's thin edge, trying to keep up certain demand, trying to, you know, keep it here, there, and yonder at certain times. And that really got screwed up, still screwed up. I mean, they're they're openly admitting we're going to see shortages because of what was done. So they're wanting to do this all around the world in these smart cities. Uh, a lot of the things that are being said in the conspiratorial world is they're going to herd everybody out of the rural areas into these cities. And, you know, you're, you're going to have limits on your travel. You're going to even have limits on your calories per day that you're going to eat. Uh, that was one of the things that really shocked me. How they're going to get people to go to that type of, of method. Of course, they've done it for years. They being the establishment, the corporations, and world governments and the like. So, you know, we're talking about these smart cities and they're going to be AI run. We're already seeing this implemented in China. We've talked about that. Um, they have cameras everywhere, everywhere. 
uh, excuse my accent, I am from Alabama, but also we're seeing this in Europe um, in a a more surveillance state. Now, let's kind of take a look at that. They're going to use surveillance, obviously. They're going to use AI surveillance. If you've ever been hit with a community guidelines violation on TikTok, that's usually an AI or someone false reporting you, and you're having to deal with an AI until a person gets their eyes on that complaint. And 10 times out of none, unless you've got a certain following, it's just the AI handling everything, and your hands are tied. Um, I've had to deal with these things. So that's what they're wanting to implement in the long run. And probably what social media is really all about is just a test run of all this AI and algorithms of how well they can manage people. And you you see things like this big um, project in the Middle East, the city called The Line. I mean, an automated transportation. They're investing in this new drone, these, these little rideable drone vehicles, you know. Um, they're investing hundreds of millions of dollars in, just in this for personal transport vehicles. It, it'll be a fleet of those that people have access to, but then you, they can cut that access off. But it's basically they will control what you can consume, how much you can consume. And I've read dystopian novels about these things. Um, you know, 1984 is probably the big one, but then you get into other uh, books, the, the, the giver series, um, that, that in itself right there has some, some issues towards that. And, and that, that, I mean, like their, their food, birth rates, who raises the kids, everything is kind of regulated in that series. And then there was another series that came out more recently and like they're, they're, food was hauled in at a certain time like literally they had no control before big events their diets will be cut back in these storylines i can kind of see it go in this direction with these smart cities and it's, it's a little freaky is this what my children are going to be subject to is this what your children are going to be subject to are, are they so um do they want so much control that they're going to basically try to turn us into machines that they give us what they what we need when we need it and that's all you're getting kind of like your oil you put oil in a car you put gas in a car and that's all you need you're only going this far yeah i mean you, you have no decisions you know the basic choice is gone you take what they have and if you don't like that then that's all you get but yeah there's these smart cities are concerning to a degree because literally they they have control of everything that you do. I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like. I, I'm one of them guys that just sometimes I like to disappear into the woods. I like to speak my piece if I don't like something. I like to go buy another product if I don't like what another product's giving me. And everybody complains about school lunches and really started complaining about school lunches after this health food initiative that Michelle Obama implemented uh, back in the teens. I always say the teens. Probably still the double alts. But um, anyways, I think the thing that my kids like the most is Crispito. But then they talk about all the other stuff they didn't like. That right there is a good idea. If you want to look at 
what is going to happen in your food options when they go to controlling what you're going to eat. And, and look at your your city transports, your your subway systems, your rail systems, your tram systems. Uh, yeah, that's what you have to look forward to to for everyone. You know, and, and a controllable digital currency. There'll be some amenities that if you don't do what you're told, or you, they got to get you back in line to listen. Yeah, they're gonna have control of how you spend your credits. So let's take this a little further about these smart cities. Let's say they implement their plan for one world government. And the whole world is smart cities. What kind of control are we going to be looking at? Now, they've got control over your travel. They've got control over your, your, your spending. They've got control over your food. Those are the basic things they need control. See, that gives them the ability to make, take control of your life, to make decisions for your life. Right now, there, there's allegations that certain parts of the government of Canada with their universal health care are bragging and talking about the people they've euthanized. Now, whether they're doing that or not, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard the rumors, the allegations. I've heard about articles. But euthanasia is a part of these dystopian novel settings that I've read about. It's also parts of what has been put forward by scientists at times of how to deal with controlling the population and the use of resources. So imagine you're in your, you've outlived your usefulness. You, you can't work in the factories anymore or you're, you're becoming disabled and you get sick. Are they going to spend the money on you or are they going to spend the money on the person that's still able to work? Will they set a certain date that you, you know, that's your going home date. I was watching a movie on Netflix, and that was something that they were talking about. This young lady had been drawn into this community because of a good deal on an apartment. And turns out they're basically a communist society that nobody knows about. And this older woman she made friends with, it come time, her usefulness was done. And so she was joyfully put to rest they put a bag over her head and you know they released a certain gas and she died and th that's the mentality here um there's also that famous clip of kamala harris our current vice president the old vp uh kamala i wish there was something that rhymed with vp in that name we could call her uh but anyways there's that whole thing where she's talking about people believing these kids belong to them but they belong to the community and she uses the whole mentality of it takes a village to raise a kid but basically in her mentality they're taking control of your children now the school system 
is is slowly more and more gaining the public school system gaining more and more control over what can happen with your children and there's a lot of big issues that are coming up with the transition surgeries and therapy for minors and the school having some control i mean you could before all these smart cities are implemented you could very well see teachers that decide well your child is 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 having some gender dysphoria and, and they want to help that child and they don't trust you because they you they, they don't think you have the right belief system and and they need to help that child and, and the government will look on them as they're okay for doing this uh that it's fine for them to work with this child in this manner and you'll be left out of that decision making well that's the future if we have smart cities and smart government and the world's being ran like this who's to say if it does if they go to the step of euthanasia euthanasia they don't start just taking the children and deciding who's going to raise them right off the bat those that have the you know the right values the governments love to you know get control of the kids i mean you got to look at the hitler youth yeah he went for the harder things he went for the for the kids you know, you, you start changing the kids' point of view, well, then that next generation, then they're going to grow up and run the government with those points of view, raise their children with those points of view. So so these are things you can look at as government control expands. I mean, we're already seeing some of this stuff in some degree, form, or fashion. The thing, they're changing history books. They're, ter- they're tearing down monuments and things. And... and how whether I agree like I don't agree with the things that a lot of those monuments stand for but at the same time if we forget that it'll be so easy for another generation to do those same atrocities that's just me thinking how long before they if they tore the statue down how long before they just take it out of the textbooks and then when you forget history you're doomed to repeat it but smart cities that's that's something we need to kind of you need to kind of look into if you've not you know studied into this they're, they're, they're trying to begin to work around it with oxford again i bring up the line uh this huge cityscape they're working on uh in the middle east um yeah they're they're this is the utopian dream this is the utopian dream for me and you for your children can can you handle that? You got to make that decision. Will you be able to live in this society? Because this is where they're taking us. COVID gave us a good view of what the government, the kind of control the government wants to have over your life. Not just the government, governments around the world. Now, I'm, majority of my fan base is Americans, but if you're in another country, you've seen in Europe. I talked to a lot of friends in the UK and Australia that told me about how it was during the lockdowns. Uh, Australia had basically, you know, gulags, <laughs> for better word. And uh, there was some video footage that got out, and it was showing the people during dinner time, like they're coming out to feed us. Look at everybody was coming out, jumping up, and getting ready for food. You know, doing whatever, you know, it was, they'd do whatever they needed to do for a little bit of stimulation and some food. And they had them all in these villages. 
uh, where they were quarantined. Now, I understand at some point, you know, you're wanting to do health things. I mean, China blocked people. Like, I'm not going to be able to put this on TikTok because how much I talk about China during these these segments I'm doing now, uh, the perilous time segments. But yeah, I mean, when you're talking about China, they were locking, barring people inside. They have had some of the strictest COVID lockdowns in the world. And they're struggling because these variants, these new variants are just ripping through their population because they had them locked up. They had no exposure to the COVID coronavirus, you know, like we did in America. There was no herd immunity there. So when they started releasing it, they'd have to do it right, lock them right back down. But that's the kind of control. These are the things that governments make these decisions. And we're looking at these old people in the UN. They're running, they're, they've been appointed. We look at the, all around the world, you have these older boomer type people in their 70s and 80s that have made all these plans. They finally got them to fruition where they can keep control. And they're going to hand this off. Who are they going to hand this off to? I mean, we look at our own government. They're handing it off to their kids. Somehow their kids get elected. Somehow their kids get elected to multiple terms, just like they did. Um, you know, however it goes, it's turning into an aristocracy. Well, you, it's, good, it's not hard to believe you're going to have some form of that in, in any kind of smart city, global government. The whole world is under one rule and reign type situation. And it's oligarchy. And... Uh, we seen how our oligarchy went during the dark ages and it doesn't go good for the serfs and the peasants yeah the best the, the best life a serf and peasant could live was uh, the Irish <laughs> because they had potatoes that was the only thing they consumed tons of potatoes and um, they were some of the best well-fed peasantry now this is this is Wikipedia this is historical documentation and the the English government preferred their young men as soldiers over their own because they had good teeth from good diets and they they could eat the hardtack biscuits but even they were not exempt from poor government control when the Irish potato famine hit a blight hit well, the rich English landowners that didn't live there were sending their potatoes where they thought it needed to go to England. And that's laissez-faire capitalism, but it happens the same in communist governments. It's a lot of what was happening with the Holodomor. I mean, it was they, there was many that said it was an engineered famine. The Irish potato famine... Uh, that wasn't nothing engineered about that except stupidity. There's nobody was paying attention to what was going on because you had an oligarchy, an aristocracy back in England that's just used to having everything they wanted and then it kind of just screwed them and nipped them in the bud. Kind of what happened to us in COVID and is likely to happen with mass government oversight where the person is not self-reliant. You know, that's the big thing. We teach self-reliance any of the videos you're going to be seeing is old equipment old skills woodsman type skills and systems so 
Let's talk about how you have been prepared for these smart cities, this kind of control with AI smart cities and and all of your needs being met. You're kind of already there. You know, the public school system, the factory-type farms, modern pharmaceutical medicine, the supply chain, your bosses at work, all of this has been a preparation. Even the corporations have been playing a part in this. And you're saying, that's conspiratorial. Let's start back in the early part of the 1900s, the 20th century. So Rockefeller basically helped promote this public education system. Um, You were to come in at a certain time when the bell rang, you went to the classes when you were told, you went to recess when you were told, you went to eat lunch when you were told. This was preparation for factory work. We were transitioning into this new modern industrial age They needed factory workers, not farmers. And America was predominantly farming families at the time. So they began to move people towards this model. So then World War II comes along. And and well, right before that, the Dust Bowl. So the Dust Bowl wipes out tons of heritage seed, heirloom seed, family seeds. So we have to go to start going to hybridized seeds to save the food supply. Now, I can't say that was caused by anything other than just a natural disaster and mismanagement of the land, but they don't never let a crisis go to waste, folks. So then they had control of the seed. And now there are companies that have control of the seed to the point you can't replant that seed because they have a patent on that hybridized seed. Okay, so let's look at the fertilizer you use to grow that seed with. Well, after World War II, they had these factories that had this ability to mass produce ammonium nitrate fertilizer. They couldn't use that in the war because the war was over. That's what they had used it for. Made these huge factories. They had women working them while men were at war. So they had a whole another source of labor. And so then you control the fertilizer. So you've got kind of a corporate hold on the family farm. And it's no longer the family farm eventually because the corporations begin to buy out family farms because they have more money to pass laws that they can follow that benefit them. But kind of don't benefit family farms and family farms begin to struggle and so then they have control of the food also with um, the petrochemicals that were discovered that they could make pharmaceuticals out of well they began to take control of medicine so then you were dependent upon them for medicine they begin to take on that and So then you're dependent on them for medicine because, hey, all of these herbal remedies that we've used for years are quackery. 
that's old wives tales that won't help you need to give in to modern science and they they you know rockefeller put a lot of uh money into the advertising and make and making of those methods look like you know fairy tales basically so that you wouldn't use them and now that we're coming of age in this pharmaceutical use we're realizing the damage that these things do to human systems and how they only treat symptoms they don't they don't really cure the problems and keep your body healthy. We've seen what factory farmed food and fertilizers and fact and factory produced fertilizers do to our our gut health and our, our body. And um, we see how the school system takes control of what our kids are learning. Makes us dependent on other people for our education for what we grow up to do no longer were people growing up to run farms well they're growing up to get a good job and move out of that little podunk town into the cities where again the government has more control people being conditioned to live in these cities where where there's more control you want a good idea of that transition they were having at that time go watch the doll maker um i believe that movie is on paramount plus right now um you may be able to find it on youtube but that kind of shows you the transition of a southern small southern farming family to the big city um when they moved to i believe detroit and uh um yeah i believe it was detroit and it shows you just kind of that transition away and how how it affected that family but in reality that's what they were moving us towards and what they wanted us to do uh, they, they, they wanted to move us into the cities. It gives the, the powers that be, the corporations, the corporate-owned politicians, the centralized governments of the world more control over what you do. And again, that's, these, they're creating their own aristocracy, their own nobility, and they have control of what we do. That's crazy, isn't it? But you've been being prepared for this year, so you, you don't know how to produce your own food anymore. You don't know how to produce your own remedies and medicines anymore from the food. Uh, You can't even forage wild food and medicine in a lot of cases because Monsanto's has took out their competition. They own a lot of stake in the pharmaceutical companies, and then they also own the weed killers. And we've all been tricked into believing that weeds in your yard are terrible, but a lot of them are edible. A lot of them are natural remedies. Um, <laughs> dandelions is like the biggest, um, the biggest, uh, it's the biggest ragweed that they, they've made look evil that's got some of the best benefits. It's good for your heart. It's, it's, it's edible. Uh, peasantry used to they actually that's not even native to america it was brought over by the pilgrims and settlers and and it's it's a traditional peasant food it's what people would eat and when you watch the hunger games yeah again another controlled society majorly controlled that's how katniss everdeen that's part of how she survives is is the natural foods her father taught and she was gathering dandelions and that's how they made it through as children 
So that's what made her this great survivor. And yeah, they got you a spray that'll kill that and make your yard look great because yeah, you, you they promoted the growing of lawns and grass where people used to have what well, you know a meadow a meadow type yard. People didn't used to have grass. You know, the whole yard was utilized for something. Yeah, they've got control. They're t- they're, they've got control of what you learn. They've got control of how you get your job. You don't, you don't work for yourself anymore. You don't go through apprenticeships with, with other craftsmen and learn the trade. And then you, you need a certificate now, an approval to go and do what you're told that, you know, you're good at. You're not, you don't have your own land. You don't have your own farm. One of the best things I heard, I've seen here recently was the new Yellowstone 1923 show. And you have the man selling electricity or he's, he's selling appliances. And and he also works for the company. And he's saying, when you buy electricity from us, we're going to rent you these appliances. And one of the guys says, why would he said, why would we buy this from you or rent this from you? We don't need this we start paying you for this, then we're working for you, not for ourselves. And that's such a true statement to, to, to see that put out there in the public, in the public, like it is, is amazing. They're even, they even let that little clip get out there because that's what it is. We're not working for ourselves anymore. It's a new type of slavery. We're just like the slaves of Rome. You know, they were just like workers and they were owned by nobility. They were, they had rights. They were, you got union rights, my friend, you got workers rights. But yeah, you get you better be where they tell you, or your family's gonna suffer. You're not gonna get to eat. They don't whip you with a whip no more, but they're gonna they can let you go without. Yeah, they've got the control, and and they've conditioned every bit of us to feel like it's normal. And this they they've got the circus and games to keep us entertained. Yeah, network television. Well, now it's streaming services. But, yeah, can you see how you've been conditioned for these things? How it all's starting to kind of come together and make sense? Maybe you've never thought like this, and you thought at first this was paranoid ramblings, but then you begin to see what has happened. You're completely dependent. We talk about, you know, in our a lot of our content, a lot of our live streams, a lot of our podcasts, a lot of the things we produce, we talk about being your own supply chain, self-reliant, um, woodcraft, bushcraft, homesteading, all these things. This is full spectrum preparedness. I'm not talking about being ready for a doomsday. You're already in the in the last days. You're already in the doomsday scenario. You're in you're in the fall of society right now because they're gonna collapse it to raise up this new one world order one world government, this utopian society they foresee. Um, Whatever you believe, they're working towards that. They've been working towards it for years. And Henry Kissinger, he's quoted as of saying this, the only thing between the world and a one world government is a strong America. So they've been working for years to tear down our country because we're the biggest threat to their utopian vision. And so I try to teach you, Full spectrum preparedness. Maybe you'll be one of those ones that can slip through the cracks and not get herded into one of these smart cities. And and you will be out there, a modern day settler, pilgrim type, homesteader, survivor. There'll be little communities 
out there that they don't completely have control of. And you'll be having to depend on yourself. Right now, I feel like a lot of people would rather live that life than be subject to being told when to get up, when to, when they can sleep, when they got to work, when they can go eat, how much they can get to pay towards what they, what they want, you know. And that's really where we're at. It's just not been... The noose has not been completely tightened. The crank has not been completely cranked, completely tight. Door's not completely shut, but it's about to be. You need to learn these skills. You need to learn to be more self-reliant. We need to take back the skills and the freedom that our forefathers gave us before there's no going back, before all this knowledge is lost. Thanks for joining us again, folks. We were glad to have you here on the Chaos Cast. Hope you come back and join us again. Thank you for coming by and giving us a listen to our paranoid ramblings today. So we thank you for listening to the Chaos Cast. Uh, Come on back. Give us a follow. Go check out the sponsors in the description. And again, go join that uh, subscription email list on our website to get notifications of what's happening in our community. And we thank you now for joining our community and helping us get people prepared. Thanks, folks. Come on back.